Hi, I'm Dr. Sean. Welcome to No Mask, No Cape, the podcast that shares tips and techniques to help you learn how to rest, restore, renew, and refill. You're listening, so congratulations. Let your healing journey begin. Hey family, Dr. Sean here. Welcome back to No Mask, No Cape. The podcast is going to teach us all how to live our best and authentic lives. I just threw that in. You know, I'm adding. Now I'm just making up stuff. So, okay. But just stay with me. Stay with me. Because today's podcast is really, really, really the crux of what I do and why I do what I do, really. And it's about helping us, um, helping black women in particular, learn to stop playing into this myth that we have to be that strong black woman or that superwoman. And so it's actually really how and why I developed this whole no mask, no cape idea um, was that I kept seeing clients come in one after another, after another, um, saying they drive to work and I'm smiling and all day long, you know, I'm just like, Hey, how can I help you? What's going on? You know, but on my drive to work and my drive home, I'm like all tore up and, um, no one really knows who I really am. No one really knows how I really feel. Um, and then also I feel like I have so much to do and I just, so I, you know, I get it all done from, you know, 5am to, to midnight. And I am not going to lie to you all at all. I mean, anything when I say my clients, you know, hashtag read, uh, Dr. Ricks went through this or Dr. Sean went through this as well, right? Because I wouldn't be so passionate about these things if I hadn't experienced them. If I had not spent years showing up in a way that I thought I was quote unquote supposed to really realizing that that was really, you know, me pushing it was actually not helping anyone. I wasn't, a, you know, a better professor. I wasn't a, a better and more present mom or wife because I was slowly, you know, being kind of, you know, whittled away, um, so to speak. So first, let's talk about this this notion, um, you know, the strong black woman in terms of research. So if you look at kind of stereotypes of black women in the research, there's typically three um, main ones, right? So you have the strong black woman, you have a um, the Jezebel, and she's kind of hypersexual, you know, and then you have the, the mammy, and the mammy, you know, just takes care of everybody. And, and so in terms of, let's see if we can think of examples. Um, so the Jezebel would be, uh, let's see, you know, hypersexual. I'm trying to think of like a movie or something I've seen recently, but I don't watch movies. Uh, so this is really difficult. I tell you what, we're not going to do examples. You do your own examples and then get back to me with what you find out. So, but those are the three main ones. Today, we're going to focus on the, on the strong black woman one, because this is the one as I was doing um, research as a professor, I realized that I think we were doing research around health disparities, um, and which I really, really enjoyed. Um, and if you're not familiar with any of the health disparities research, black women still lead in almost every factor in terms of, uh, you know, dying, basically. We're still leading in heart disease, obesity, uh, you name it. You know, we are, we are hella bent on being number one on those. And as we were doing research around these health disparities, 
everything focuses on, you should take a walk. You walk 20 minutes, you know, three times a day. Swap out broccoli, you know, for your French fries. Don't eat ice cream every night. Like everything is just focusing on movement and nutrition. And those are really, really, really important. I'm not going to minimize them at all. But I think we were overlooking a really, really critical component, which is our mental wellness um, as well. Because if you're not feeling up to it, if you're not, you know, if you don't have enough fuel in your tank, you're not getting off the couch or putting on your sneakers after work and taking a walk anywhere. And I got additional news for you. According to some neuroscientist dudes I follow, you know, like if you didn't really want to take that walk, like if I show up and I'm like, come on, put your stuff on, we're going for a walk, this is going to be good for you, and you didn't really want to take it, it's not even going to have the same impact that it would if you really wanted to do it. And so I really think that's, you know, an important um, piece. And so when I started thinking about how I could work around this notion, how I could help um, you know, myself and in doing so help other women realize that, you know, there really is nothing to be gained um, by being a martyr. So even as for a visual for that, right, I always have the image of, you know, me putting a bunch of swords down on the floor, you know, face up, you know, falling, getting nicked, bleeding, and then wondering like, well, who put these swords down? Like, why am I bleeding? Well, you know, like it's, come on, what are you doing? But this is what we're doing. Like, well, I know one else who did it. So I did it. And I, he said, and I'm, you know, I'm going to cook tonight, even though I'm tired. Like it's, it's enough already. It's enough already. Nothing is going to fall apart except you. If everything on your list, that was in air quotes, doesn't get done. So really combating this myth of the strong black woman really means that, and now here, I'm coming, I'm coming for you. You ready? I'm coming for you. You are going to have to be okay with how you are right now in this moment being enough. What if, just as you are in this moment, without another trinket, without another certificate, without another anything, that if you just sat on that couch for the rest of your life, that actually you would still be enough in your humanity, that there's nothing that we have to do that brings us worth. It is just in who you are. And I think when we have a clearer understanding, again, of how we want our story to be written, right, our motivation behind that, the mindfulness in that, then I can decide you know, am I doing all these things that I say I have to do for my family because this is what a good whatever looks like? Or is this because this is how I, I get worth? This is how I show my worth. And then if someone doesn't recognize something that I think is how I show my worth, then I'm worthless. Then we got a problem. So, and we don't even say the P word in my, in my profession, right? There are no problems. There's just solutions, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right, back. Focus. Okay, I'm back. So one of the things that we do, this is, you know, me, this is my self-talk, which I think is good. I talk myself up and down all day long. 
But one of the things that I've noticed that happened is I, um, so I came up with this term called normalized chaos. And normalized chaos is this, basically it's a coping mechanism. Basically what happens is we take these lives that start again at 4, 4.30 at 5 a.m., that have us doing three loads of laundry, feeding the chickens, you know, walking the dog, doing push-ups, you know, sprints, marathon, all these things before we go to work and show up there fully and completely. Then we get off and we're doing community activities. You know, then we get home and we're doing home. And we've said that this is just how it is. This is how my life is. This is how it goes. And I have to tell you, it's not true. We put more and more on our plates. We do more and more with this extraordinary strength that we think we're supposed to have. We don't allow ourselves the space to feel pain, to cry, to even say maybe we need some help. So I have a theory about fibroids that I'm just going to put out here and, and, and I'll just throw it out here. But I know a lot of black women who have fibroids. I don't have this similar conversation with white women that I know. And so I was, um, from my kind of energy psychology perspective, I know that, you know, fibroids, so, you know, they're in our middle area, so you're talking about your solar plexus area. And from that's our root of our creativity. That's, that's the root of who we want to be, you know, who we were born to be, who you're destined to be, who we need to unleash to be in the world. Typically, black women are not allowed to be who we just want to be. Our creativity feels stifled. We're pushed into boxes. You know, we are always watching our voice. We're worried about gendered uh, racism. We're worried about, you know, all these things that don't allow us to fully break out of all these um, norms and, and stereotypes and other things that may be boxing us in. But if this is something that has happened to you, that has gone unacknowledged, you know, then what do you do with that? We turn that inward and then it becomes a blockage. An energy blockage turns into a real blockage. Now, perhaps we're looking at fibroids. So we are typically told that we could, should continue to push through, to keep going, to, you know, endure, you know, trouble don't last always. And, you know, all these, these sayings and phrases, um, and we have some, you know, statistics that also, I think, make us feel like we got to keep going. More than 80% of black women are the primary financial providers for our families, and that's compared to 50% for other groups. Uh, and, you know, when we look at these numbers and who's doing what, it just feels like I think sometimes that we're like, you know, I have to do it. It's me. I've got to get, I got to get all this stuff done. But when you're pushing through, when we're not making time for ourselves, because we can't change the conditions of everything. And this becomes a real challenge when we're living, just as any, any human in the world at some point will realize that there's, there's a lot of things that we cannot change. But I can change my perception of how they impact me by changing of what is the meaning I attach to them. So things are going to happen, but what is the meaning that I make out of that, Right. Um, so as we continue, and for those of you who are actively doing kind of social justice and equity work, 
it's even more important, even more imperative that you pause, that you intentionally pause because of the emotional labor involved in doing this work all the time. So we have to figure out how to actively refuel, how to actively reprioritize, reprioritize ourselves. Oh, excuse me. That was, I don't know what that was. We'll call that a sleep spell. But instead of minimizing your mental health, instead of saying that you're not depressed, right? Because I feel okay. Because guess what? I got a news flash for you, boo. Depression don't look like what you think it does. So for some people, people are like, I'm not depressed because I didn't lay in the bed and I didn't whatever. You know, but depression can also look like, you know, and maybe this is you. I'm not saying any names. Like, but if you feel seen, you know, holla at me. It's staying too busy. Are you overscheduling yourself? Do you have so many engagements going on that when you look at your calendar, you're like, what the hell? And then when you're buying gifts for that baby shower you did not want to go to, you are now upset, frustrated, and irritated. Oh, did I mention depression looks like irritability? Are you irritable? You're snapping at people? <laughs> You're fussing at folks for no reason? Do you want the dog to stop click clacking around the house? Could be depression. Of course, overeating or not eating at all could be another sign. Shopping too much could be a sign of depression. You're buying a lot of stuff, little, you know, new gadgets to kind of get you off the, you know, just like a little distraction thing could be a sign of depression as well. So recognizing that it looks very differently. But I also ask you to please, please join me in demystifying this, the term depression. Like it's not a dirty word. Let's just say that, you know, if you want to say you're in a depressed mood or I'm, I'm not in a, an elevated mood, like, I don't care how you say it, but, you know, do something about it. You know, don't just, you know, like, well, I guess it's just how it is. I guess I'm not supposed to feel joy. You were 100% born to live a life full of joy. So saying that, I don't know, I guess other people get to have things and I don't. Other people get to be happy and I don't. And when we dive into, you know, uh, hypnotherapy, if that's one of your kind of rooted programs, then part of what we'll do energetically is attract things to reinforce that because we need our truths to stay true in order for us to feel validated in them. Wow, she just blew your mind, boo. We'll circle back to that. Okay, I know I'm a little all over the place today, but in a good space. So stop playing the strong black woman. We have higher rates of physical illness as well. Did you know, imagine a question mark popping up over your head, physical illness is actually directly related to mental health. How you feel and our bodies directly connected. And so when we talk about our physical illness rates being higher, well, you know, because the root of most illnesses, I'm, I really want to say all so I'm going to say all. The root of all illnesses, stress, right? Stress, mental health, stress, mental health, stress, mental health. Which is why, for those of you who are already following me, you know that we've been doing some work around um, energy modalities, around Reiki, around Qigong, around um, even meditation to help people begin to uh, rewire our brains because our brains are really like the 
central station for everything that's going on. Wasn't there a movie out like around that? Like you have all these little people up in there, Inside Out, was that? I feel like I need a, a person. Um, I'm recruiting guests for my podcast because I need someone to talk to because this that way I can have like a little banter. Uh, so send me your application. But anyway, so Inside Out where they had little people up there and they're like, you know, all these feelings, you know, but I don't even know where I was going with that. Okay, so that is the fatigue now. So I'm knowing that and a radical act of self-care and self-love, watch me magically wrap this all up. Are you playing the strong black woman? First thing you need to do, stop, pause, reflect. Are you doing too much? And that looks different for different people, but you know what's right for you. Are you fatigued? And by fatigued, I don't mean like, whoo, that was a long day, but fatigue meaning, man, I hope I have the energy to make it through another day. Man, when I get home, all I can do is sit down and then I'm done. I don't have time to go out in the yard. I don't want to read a book. I'm not puzzling. You know, are you fatigued? Is your nutrition off? A lot of times when our nutrition is off, we're trying to make ourselves. And by off, I mean not what you want it to be in line with your personal goals. But when that's not in a way that you want it to be for you, a lot of times we're trying to make ourselves feel better with something. I don't know why my voice got so high. Maybe that's something I'm doing. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just telling all over myself here. So you check that as well. Um, and if you are doing any of those things, you know, really, if we would collectively work to shift the narrative from one of busyness from one of, you know, no, she all right, you good, you good, no, you good, she good, you good. But to really, when someone says, I'm good, to say, no, really, like, how are you? Because you seem a little off to me. To really pause, you know, take an extra moment with yourself first, with your colleague, with your mama, or your neighbor, or that person in the grocery store. Pull them aside, like, hey, are you sure? Are you sure? Because it's okay to not be okay is the narrative we need to shift, right? We need to get people to say, when you call me, I should be able to say, girl, I am doing nothing. And you should say, well, then bye, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to disturb that. And at some point, honestly, I'm working on just putting the phone in another room. Watch, it's coming. You're going to call me. I ain't going to answer. It's coming. I am telling you that it's coming. But recognizing these pieces first individually, spreading and sharing them and shifting the narrative as a community, and then learning, how will I pass this on to any woman that I may touch in my circle, whether it's a daughter, a mother, an aunt, you know, anything along that lines. Because people are looking at us. We're always looking at people. And until we fully get ourselves in a space where we're like, yes, and I'm okay, and yes, and this is okay, we have to support each other up. We have to recognize what burnout and exhaustion and depression looks like. So, again, you all keep coming up with great ideas. Looks like we need to do a whole podcast on burnout 
It's my favorite B word. So I put that down. We'll make one for that one as well. So I'm going to end with one of my favorite quotes um, that I really hope I don't um, kind of butcher here, but it goes something like this. Are you sure you want to be well? Because it's a whole lot of weight in being well. I kind of butchered it a little bit, but you get the point. That's from Tony K. Bambara from The Salt Eaters. So I love that particular quote because sometimes I think that, you know, the idea of being well means that we are then responsible for ourselves and our choices and we can no longer push it out. Once I realize that I'm playing the role of the strong black woman, then I'm responsible for shifting that. I can no longer say, you know, it's just things were happening to me. I'm making them happen. So make sure you want to be well because there's a whole lot of weight come along with that. All right. Well, if you'd like to know some more information, please follow me on social media at Dr. Sean Ricks or check out my website at www.drshawnricks.com. And until next time, be well and choose you. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not designed to replace counseling. If you feel you need additional help on your journey, please seek the services of a licensed professional. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are those of the contributors and not those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without express written consent of Dr. Sean Ricks.